Hey, what's up? Today we are making the Valiant Return to Song Reviews. Very excited. It's one of my favorite things that I've done on the podcast, and we just had some technical reasons as to why I hadn't done them in a minute, but I'm bringing them back on a weekly basis. And so very excited to bring them back right now and get into a lot of these bands that have already submitted on some old posts and find some new music. And so before we get into it, I got to say one of the best ways you can support the podcast is by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're currently listening on. We are one of the fastest growing metal podcasts in the world, and leaving that review helps push us to the algorithm and to people that might not have heard us otherwise. Our goal is to show the lived experiences of different musicians and different people that have worked in the industry and to inspire people to want to be involved and want to reach out into their dreams by hearing the experiences on this podcast. So you leaving a five-star review pushes us to someone that might not have heard it if you hadn't, and you might change someone's life. <laughs> it's like pulling teeth trying to get people to leave reviews, but really that's what we're talking about. We're just trying to reach people to inspire them to get involved in the music industry. So again, if you could leave a five-star review, and uh, I would appreciate that greatly. Thank you. Let's get into song reviews. I am Johnny McBee. You're listening to the Burnless World Podcast. The first song we have is from a band called As I May, and the song is called Hero. Let's get into it.
Heck yeah, that was As I May with the song Hero. And man, that was a good one. Um, I really loved the uh, European feel. Like, as you guys know, I absolutely love European metal. I think Europeans do melody better than any other continent uh, by far. I think Europeans definitely have the best melody. I don't know if these guys are European. Um, I would put a guess on it that they are. Um, but I just, uh, I love that melody. Super epic, like anthem style melodies that you can just picture, you know, a crowd at a festival singing, you know, very chantable, very singable melody. And uh, so that was, I mean, that, that melody is obviously the focus of the song. It's because also even in the verse of the song, they use like an underlying like tidbit of that melody. You could still feel that melody in the verse um, without it having to be there in full force. And so I also really loved, they did match the melody exactly with the singing voice and that pitched yell, that pitched singing voice, top notch, super good. Um, and I, I liked that they were doing a little bit more, uh, you know, dirty vocals on the, on the verses. I think that's a cool, um, cool dynamic. I do wish I could understand the screaming a little bit more. So I wish it was a little bit more of like a understandable vocal, kind of like the pitched yells, uh, but maybe a little grittier, but it did give me in flames vibes, uh, like really early in flame stuff. I got, I got those kind of vibes from the singing or from the screaming a bit. Um, and I just love the drive of the song. Very fast paced, just straightforward. Um, maybe a little too straightforward. I was missing some sort of climax, um, like maybe a key change on the last course. Like if going into the last course, they just busted out a huge keychain, took it up like, you know, like four steps into like this really epic, like boom, like really accentuate that, that big melody by going up. Uh, and I, I love bands that do that. Like, um, I mean, I did it in like Skybreaker. That's the kind of key change I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, just missing a little bit of a climax like that, but very good anthem, very good energy for like a festival and just a really good, easy listening kind of metal song, you know, so I can really back that. And that was as I may with the song hero. So let's get into the next one. We are listening to a band called one one morning left with hyperactive
Wow, that was one morning left with the song called Sinners Are Winners. Like, I mean, god dang. I mean, I I think that's undeniable that that song was literally pretty much flawless. Um, And I mean, I'm saying pretty much just because I'm sure someone can nitpick something. But for my eyes, for that style, absolutely flawless. The And also hyperactive. Uh, wait, that song wasn't called Hyperactive. I think the album maybe is called Hyperactive. Nonetheless, very fitting for the style. <laughs> um, yeah, and the vocals, literally perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um, like, it, it, this is one of those bands that it's it's kind of hard to review whenever the stuff has been done so good. Like, so I guess we'll review it from the, what did these guys do well that you can implement into your songs, right? And so... The pre-chorus, that was like, obviously the quality, the recording quality, the vocals, everything got me immediately of like, this song is sick. But just as far as songwriting goes, the pre-chorus was done super, super well. Um, They changed the melody a bit. It still keeps the energy going. Uh, They changed the chord progression a little bit from what was happening before. So it kind of has you, uh, they're doing kind of this minor like turnaround chord progression that keeps you on your edge, ready for what's about to come. It's building tension. Like they're building tension in that pre chorus. And just by changing like the progression slightly, right? And then obviously the the chorus hits in the big time anime intro vibes for me. Like this is uh straight up like one of the only I'm assuming American bands or maybe they're European, I don't know, but that really absolutely nails like anime intro feel so (laughs) they really nailed that and it's just really high energy and fun music uh and they the quality is just so sick and even on my notes right here i said perfect song really it's kind of hard to not (laughs) say that uh at 120 there was like a a little bit of a melody switch again that was really really cool um that just totally changed the tone made it a little bit darker like that chorus really high energy and really um kind of like major like upbeat and then they bring it at 120 bring it to like this dark darker kind of minor tone melody that's really really cool and i mean this is exactly what like right when this song started and you heard the quality and you heard how good the musicians are um everything happened exactly as you expect good guitar solo uh good melodies good singing good transitions just everything about it i i can't really say much more besides it was perfect so uh again that was one morning left the song sinners are winners so really uh they are winning (laughs) that was pretty sick not not that this is a competition but if it was um that's going to be one that's a little difficult to one up i would assume and so let's get into the next song this song is from a band called hatescape is that a runescape reference maybe (laughs) song is called hatescape the or band is called hatescape song is called the aggressor let's get into it
Heck yeah, that was Hatescape with the song called The Aggressor. Uh, solid. I mean, immediately, very much so uh, old school metalcore, you know, and all of us love that here. They even had the synths up in there, you know, they knew who they were requesting to, you know, <laughs> and I mean, it's just, you know, I do love that stuff and very nostalgic sound. I don't want to say that it sounds dated, but you know, maybe a little bit of modern metalcore mixed in with that style would help it a little bit. Um, modern and just, I guess the sense of, um, a little more, uh, I don't know, uh, impactful parts. Uh, and then also, it was very, very thrashy where a lot of modern stuff is groovy. Now, they did have a lot of the grooves like the you know, but maybe something a little more impactful because the song did kind of have the same tempo throughout. Now, I I do like that about a lot of old school metalcore. You know, it's pretty thrashy, um, very thrashy, but with some breakdowns, with some good choruses. Um, I would also say that the, there could have been a couple smoother transitions, like say they were going into a part that was kind of like a bridge that had like a reverb guitar. And what you can do is before that bridge fully comes in, you can kind of fade in that reverb guitar. Like what I do is I, I hold out the first note that's going to be hit. And uh, then I like fade in, like I, I just straight hit it. And then sometimes I'll cut it and then reverse it. And then I'll play the part afterwards, but I'll reverse that uh that reverbed guitar in the next part so that it, 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 it smooth transition like using reverb to kind of blend it um so some transitions and then i would also say like at 233 there was like a big the big breakdown right the big climactic breakdown i really love the uh synth work like anything that adds just that extra little element like personally that just gets me and so i like the kind of epic kind of choir uh, kind of background sounds and the little synth work that was happening like i really like that but at 233 i do think that they could have done like maybe a slight tempo drop um done something just slightly different to really change it up and make it a little bit more impactful but overall good song good riffs good drumming good vocals just solid kind of nostalgic metalcore song i can i can back that all day all about it now let's get into the next song. This is with a band called Secondhand Saints, and the song is called Dead Man's Switch. Dreams I had of my mate, of another being, looking into these eyes, upon this face, and recoiling not. But how could that happen?
nice. That was Second Hand Saints and with a song called Dead Man's Switch. A uh, lot of really good stuff to say. A couple little critiques, but uh, not much. And so I really liked the electronic voice over the intro, and it also happened over the chorus, too, a couple times throughout the song. Uh, that, to me, is a really standout part where I, I feel like that should have at some point um, really, really stood out, you know? Like, if there could have been, like, a uh, some sort of electronic transition that had that, that it, oh, it sounded like a female voice that was, like, affected and glitched out. Like, that was a really cool um, effect, right? And maybe it was just meant to be kind of like a, a pattern underneath the chorus, but um, to me, person, from my personal taste, I would have liked to hear that, like, full-blown at some point. Really good production overall, especially a lot of the background electronic elements. That's something that I pay a ton of attention to. Just obviously because, you know, the kind of music I make, right? And so really liked it. Like even the subtle glitches in like a synth or like a piano. Uh, I really like that kind of work. Stuff like Linkin Park does a lot of really subtleties in, in the background electronics and in the vocal production, right? And so I would have said maybe with that extra production that they were already doing on the electronics and that side of it, they could have done a little extra vocal production on the vocals. So just a little extra glitches, maybe a little extra little things like that could have spiced up the vocals just a little bit. Um, but the vocals overall, very good. Uh, solid screams, solid singing. Uh, melodies, also pretty good. I like uh, vocal trade-offs a lot between singing and screaming like that. And uh, yeah, the, the big breakdown at 3.30, there was a, a big old tempo drop breakdown. And uh, I love stuff like that. I think it was cool. And, you know, it, it came out of nowhere, which can be uh, an intentional, like, good thing. You know, people do like whenever things come out of nowhere, very surprising. Um, but I personally think with the sound of, like, their their sound and with the sound of the breakdown with the electronics and stuff, they could have done some sort of, like, big, massive swell underneath, some sort of electronic that kind of transitioned, like, that built the tension going into it. Just with their sound, I think that that kind of stuff is is nice. Like tension building electronics going into big stuff like that. It's very easy to put in there. And so just helps with a little bit of transition stuff and kind of build that tension. And so for that part, that's my only critique. But a really good breakdown and vocals and everything. Um, and then I would say that uh, I also like the structure, how they went into the bridge before like the second course. Like they... I think that the structure was at least uh, unique in what they could do with the sound, right? Uh, but the ending was a little bit too much. There was a little bit too much going on. There was the chorus with the guitar leads, you know, doing that with the girl glitchy singing voice, with the guy singing, with the guy screaming, with the cymbals. It was just a lot of a lot of clashing, you know. I, I do like climactic endings, you know, like everything culminates together. Um, I actually used to do that a lot in the Browning music. I would take all the synths and kind of like put it in there and make it all like real epic at the end. Uh, but this was just a little too much. And that could even be a production thing like, you know, maybe roll the high end a little bit off of something so that something else can sit there or, um, you know, just little things like that. But overall, really good song, good vocals, good production. The production to me was a highlight. Um, the synth work and also the structure was a highlight too. It's a little bit more unique than standard. And so, yeah, I could really back that one. That was Secondhand Saints.
Let's get into the next song. This is Fallen Monarch with a song called Scorched Earth. That was pretty tight. That was Fallen Monarch with a song called Scorched Earth. 
Um, so I personally love stuff that is chaotic and does a lot of really unexpected things. Um, you know, and these guys do have that quite a bit. I love that they were using like a breakdown as a verse rather than just like a lot of music like this will do, you know, blast beats and thrashy crap for the verse where they did like a breakdown for a verse. So I can appreciate that. Um, the vocalist had some really nice highs. Um, I'm about to sneeze. Nope, we're good. Okay. The vocalist highs were really, really nice. Um, and the only thing I would say about the vocals is they're really needed to be some extra layers. Like, I don't know if this guy can do lows, that someone can do some sort of low. Like, you can figure it out, you know? <laughs> even the basses can, you know, you can, you can do something. There need to be some layers, not even necessarily in different tone, but like, um, you know, left and right on some big vocal parts, there can be like a couple extra layers of vocals thrown in there to give it some depth and to make some parts like stand out really well. And then also... This song had a lot of really good ambience in it with a lot of those guitar leads, even a little bit of choirs in there. So the vocalist could have had some reverb or something on his voice as well, some delay at time. Uh, so vocal production, I think there could have been a little bit more, but I actually really liked the guy's screams. Like he had a really nasty high and I, he had the, the type of high that I like, you know, like Mitch Looker really um, just high distortion, just like a freaking, you know, love it. I, I wish I could do it. And, um, at 151, they went back into the main riff that kind of started out the song, um, and the vocals kind of stuck to like the same pattern, a very similar pattern to what it was doing before. It could have gone into like a, a slower pattern or stopped vocals or something. There kind of needed to be vocals there because after the chorus, it went into a transition into a bridge, so you can't stop the vocals for the chorus and then also not have vocals on the bridge. If you were to stop the vocals on the chorus, then you would have to do vocals on the bridge, right? So um, just maybe a different style of vocal on the chorus would have helped, um, you know, a different tone or longer patterns, you know, something like that. Um, but I, I do love the chaos, like straight up. And the bass tone on that bass solo, that bass tone was really sick, all about it. And um, I really did like how it got really ambient towards the end with like all the guitars and the melodies and all of that sort of stuff. That kind of stuff is always my favorite. Um but I wish that there would have been a little more of that throughout. Um, but the band was just trying to be really chaotic and have these really sporadic like bursts. And um, I really love stuff like that. And I call them panic chords that wait, wait, you know, the really dissonant high chords. I call them panic chords. Uh, I love that they use those. They use those really tastefully. It wasn't obnoxious or anything. And so they did a really good job of having that like chaos and uh, just really distorted kind of dark tone all about it so yeah that was fallen monarch it was good i i liked it hello listener look down at your shirt you're probably wearing a pretty cool shirt but definitely not as cool as if it was a browning shirt head over to thebrowning.net slash merch and click on the link to go to our fixed merch store. We have over 30 designs on that with all sorts of different stuff. We have a brand new logo. We use the same logo for like 11 years. Now we have a really sick, cool, modern metal band looking logo with some really sick metal designs uh, that I've paid a lot of money for. Really good designs. And uh, yeah, you'd definitely be wearing a cool shirt if you went to thebrowning.net slash merch and picked up a shirt off of our merch store. I'd really appreciate it, and let's get back into the episode. Yeah, these bands have been really, really solid so far. Um, like, all of them. 
and uh, my boy Lunchbox. Lunchboxes who um, went through the post and picked out some people and everything. And if you want your band to be featured on here and to be reviewed, just go to burnthisworld.net and, or no, it's.com, burnthisworld.com. And uh, you'll see Lunchbox's email at the bottom. You could submit to him and he'll get you on one of these things. So let's get into the next band. This band is called Glass Helix. The song is called Dead World.
Wow, that was Glass Helix with Dead World, if you didn't get that drilled into your brain enough. <laughs> a really good song, and a lot of good things to say, and like I was freaking caught off guard when that popped in. That was so sick. I love that, like when something just hits. Like I really hope that these guys have some like in-ears live so that whenever they don't the drummer doesn't have to count them in to when that hits like that just popped off and really love like that low tuning like it hits at times I, at times i do get a little like okay i wish this was just a little more aggressive uh, of a tuning a little higher but when that hit i was like dang that's low and that came out of nowhere absolutely love that caught me off guard um this song is like the definition of dynamic right uh at least musically and everything like very dynamic had a lot of soft stuff. The vocals were very diverse. A lot of different, uh, like vocal tones, and um, just musically, like you can tell this. A lot of thought went into writing this song. Like there's some songs that people just jam out, right, and just write a song sitting there jamming in a room. Maybe these guys did that with this one, but I highly doubt it. Uh, there's someone that's putting a lot of thought into the music structure and just overall production and tone of this band uh i can just tell um or maybe someone's just freaking freestyle on it and they got it like that but it's it's definitely at least sounds like someone is putting some deep thought into the structure and concept of this music so really really all about that um and the melodies really next level like in that verse after that big heavy breakdown at the beginning uh the the verse that it went into man that's some next level melodies some really really talented musicians in this band um you know a lot of bands just sit there and jam that's totally fine just being crazy and jamming but these guys these guys are putting some thought into it and so i can appreciate that good structure i think my biggest gripe um like i wrote i have a note here that i, I write notes on I wrote catchy lyrics right that, i wrote that about halfway through the song um then towards the end of the song i wrote underneath it um maybe repeated too much i would just say like it's good to repeat, you know, because like, obviously people are going to know and they're going to be able to sing it with you and all of that. But it was just a little bit too much of that, that long held out, drawn out, like dead world. You know, we live in a dead world, that, that thing, a little bit too much of that, but still the vocalist, uh, top notch, those melodies, uh, singing and screaming tones, all really top notch as well. Um, really nothing bad to say about, uh, much of it besides maybe just repeated the vocals a little bit too much beyond that uh, I can tell there's some deep thought going in here and so I can really appreciate that uh, so yeah that was Glass Helix with Dead World so let's pop into the next song we have a band called Con Confront the Elders Confront. I don't know why that was so hard for me to read like I was like uh confront the elders and the song is called symmetry oh my god dude i cannot read right now cemetery of ash i need to do these guys justice this is confront the elders cemetery of ash
That was Confront the Elders with Cemetery of Ash. Solid stuff. You know, you can't really can't really argue it. That is a solid band. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to make the reference because I feel like it's too obvious, but I feel like they have to know that they, they definitely had the influence from it, I feel like. Um, but yeah, that was definitely very reminiscent of Lorna Shore, modern Lorna Shore. Um, Maybe a lot of that came from a couple different elements. The vocals. Uh, this vocalist very, very solid. D doing a lot of vocals. Um, and he's doing all the modern, you know, like key points to what a lot of modern vocalists are doing. Like the tunnel highs, those those tunnel high vocals. A lot of lows, very fast patterns. He's really, the vocalist, top notch uh, for the modern world. Definitely a vocalist. You should be on Instagram. I'm sure you are doing a bunch of vocal videos of you doing some crazy crap. Got to do it. That can blow your band up uh, just out of nowhere. Uh, the guitarist, very good. Uh, a lot of really fast riffing. A lot of little sweepy melodies. Um, I would say that the tone could have changed a little bit on some of them. Or maybe it was like too many different uh, like reverby like leads. Like have like one one main one and then like a solo, you know, but having like a couple transitions that were done with like a, a reverb lead, uh, maybe could have you know focused that a little more, make it more catchy, um, on the times that you do it, or a little more stand out rather than multiple times with kind of the same tone, um, but very talented uh, guitarist for sure, very talented vocalist for sure. Um, if they actually have a drummer that's playing that stuff, very talented drummer, but. I do have a feeling that the drums were written and programmed by a guitarist. You can kind of tell sometimes uh, because there's not like proper drum fills um, programmed whenever a guitarist is doing it, you know? Like there's some transitional stuff that a drummer typically would do that a guitarist that's programming drums might not. Um, not a bad thing. A lot of people would never pick up on that. It's just something that I kind of feel like I've picked up on. Um, but if that's how the drummer plays, then that's just how it plays. It's, and there's no issue with it. It's just a little thing that I noticed. Um, but yeah, very fast, very aggressive, good tone. I loved the vocal production. A lot of layers, good reverb, good delays. The vocal tones overall, very, very solid. And uh, overall, good band. Um, they have a great logo too. Uh, Cemetery of Ash, pretty sick. And um, I'm curious, the, their name, Confront the Elders, I'm curious what that what that might be a reference to. So, yeah, Confront the Elders. Very solid, very, very solid. So let's get into the next band, the next song. This band is called Death of a Dream, and the name is of the song is Moving Targets. Again, this is Death of a Dream. 
And that was Death of a Dream. Pretty solid. Very raw. Good raw energy. I can always back that. Um, and also, I really love the... I, I just personally love crap that is like fast and driving. That is just fast chugs. That... Like that with the chugs matching with the dr kick drum. Like, you just can't beat crap like that. I love it. And um, yeah, like Fear Factory type stuff. Definitely big influence. For me, I feel like these guys definitely are fans of Fear Factory, Chimera type stuff. Um, all about it. And so I love that. Love that energy. These guys have a really good logo, too. Um, really good logo for their band, Death of a Dream. Solid. And so um, this is a song that like feels like um, it could have been written by jamming. I was telling you guys like earlier, another one of the bands felt like you no, know, these people sat down on this thing. Uh, maybe these guys did too, but it definitely at least has the vibe of like, oh, this is some dudes jamming in a room, you know? Um, but I do have a couple things about it. Uh, and overall, I do love the raw energy. It's intense. It's good. Uh, a lot of good stuff. But I think there's a little bit too much repeating in this. Um, like in metal, you got to do things that are a bit unexpected. You got to catch people off guard. Um and at three minutes and 30 seconds into the song, which is typically the full length of a song for a lot of bands, 
uh, at three minutes and 30 seconds into the song, it was all stuff that had repeated so far. And a lot of the vocals are very samey. Like he does um, a lot of good tones, like a lot of good layering and uh, good different vocal tones and stuff. Um, but even the patterns are all very similar. And so they're up, up in, you know, three and a half minutes into the song. There's got to be some big time dynamics that come in um, to really keep people in there and keep people listening. And so I would say there's just um, wasn't enough dynamics up until that big breakdown at like uh, having at like 350 or so. Three minutes and 57 so three minutes and 50 seconds they had a big like tempo drop kind of breakdown with some leads uh kind of happened in the background some melody and whatnot that was like kind of the first time in the song that melody was implemented uh in a big way um honestly that that bridge breakdown that popped in at like 350 if they like teased that in a couple times earlier into the song to where they just dropped into this you know whatever that pattern is and then they picked it right back up into that um kind of faster pattern like into the verses that would have been huge because that that tempo drop melody thing could have added some dynamics um but they still could have gone back in with the raw energy and then really emphasized that big bridge breakdown that happens at 350 they could have emphasized it even more but they could have teased it a couple times earlier to give some dynamics um, but overall, um, like I said, I love that Fear Factory Chimera kind of vibe, really fast paced. Um, I I really am all about it. I love this kind of stuff. This stuff especially does l- well live, but again, live needs those dynamics as well. Uh, and so, yeah, solid, solid song. That was, again, Death of a Dream. Very solid band. And so the next band, let's get into it. My Spotify is loading. And also, just so you guys know, all the bands that are being played are going to be put on the Burn This Playlist playlist. I make, a, I make a playlist that has all the bands in order of these episodes that I do. And all their links and everything will be in the description as well. So let's get into the next one. This is Empire of Ruined. Of Ruin. Sorry. God, why do I keep screwing up these band names? I'm so sorry. Empire of Ruin with a song called Paralyzed. Thank you. 
that was Empire of Ruin with a song called Paralyzed. Uh, very, very solid. I think the production, perfect. I think very creative elements. Um, obviously, I'm a sucker for symphonic stuff, choir strings, synthesizers, overproduced stuff. Like That's my freaking jam. I love stuff like that. Um, and yeah, the vocals super solid as well. I was into pretty much all of it. Good melodies, good everything. Uh, I would say there's there's one big thing that is an issue with stuff like this. Like I really don't have much to say. This is one of, again one of those songs that's very very solid. There's not a lot to say, so there's like one thing that stands out to me. So I don't want to say this like I'm. I think the song's bad to any degree, but there's just one big thing that stood out, um, and it's actually something that I had to. Um, stop myself from doing as I wrote like more and more albums um, with electronics, you can get really baited into uh, doing like stop and go transitions. Like a lot, like every single part they, they were at, at like a minute and 15 seconds. They had already had like three full, like stop and go transitions to where it's like they play a part and then it stops. And then there's an electronic transition and they play a part, and then it stops, and there's an electronic transition, and they play a part, you know? And I, I'm guilty of that whenever I was, like, really finding the Browning sound and learning to write the style, style like, properly. Like, uh, you really have to give this t- this stuff time to breathe, um, mainly for the live production or, like, live show aspect. You really need that crowd grooving at times. Um, stop and go gets really awkward live, especially for the vocalist, uh you know, it, it really does. I am for the crowd. And so that was, that's pretty much my only complaint. Actually, like not pretty much. That is my only complaint, not even a complaint, but just something that um, they can work on. And maybe some of their other songs don't do that as much, but it, it's hard to work out proper transition, especially when the beginning of the song had a ton of big orchestral stuff. It can be hard to transition between one orchestral melody into the next with different parts. Um, but for me, it really stands out whenever something's happening like that. Like you come up with something sick and then you finish that part and you're like, okay, well, let's come up with something sick again. And then you just, you repeat this really easy transition stuff. So, um, but really flawless. I loved the patterns. I loved how chaotic it was. I loved how diverse it was. Um, I loved the melodies, loved the vocals, loved the lyrics, um, everything about it, like straight up, uh, literally perfect. And so uh, this band is called Empire of Ruin. I'm actually, I'm going to add this to my um, metal plus synth playlist. So add to playlist. I have a playlist that I put like all my favorite um, like metal songs that have a lot of synthesizers and stuff. So I just added on there. It's called Metal Plus Synth Equals Heart. That's the name of the playlist. Um, but I just added that one on there. Empire of Ruin. Very, very solid really good production i'm 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 about that good job y'all um and so we are going into our very last song for the episode again i'm gonna get into doing these once a week at least um because i really enjoy it and it's a way to showcase a lot of bands that are up and coming and a way to um kind of create communities as well and I just want to have people sharing each other's music and sitting here talking about it. And also listening to other people's music gets me better at writing my own. And like I can, it's just a way if I can 
pick apart someone else's stuff, whenever I'm getting to my stuff, I can also pick apart my own stuff too. And so uh, none of this is any hate, any sort of quote-unquote negative stuff I'm saying. Nothing I'm saying is negative. It's just stuff that I notice, right? And that's how we get better. You know, we look at ourselves and we look at others and we just like work off of that. So no hate at all. I absolutely love anyone that's trying to do their creative thing and get out there and, and go for it. And so let's get into this last song right here. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm going to try to say these guys' name. Uh, <laughs> um, I have a feeling it's like German, but it's like Flausen. F-L-A-U-S-S-E-N. Flausen. I'm assuming that's German. I don't know. Song's called Riders. Again, link for all the bands is in the description and on the playlist. So let's get into this. Flausen. Riders.
yeah, what a good epic ending to this episode. That was Flausen. Uh, very good epic stuff. I, I feel like they actually had a proper keyboard player, not just backtracks. Um, maybe not, but it sounded like it, and so I can appreciate that. Uh, good energy. Uh, again, I feel like these guys are European. Uh, you kind of get it in the sound as well, uh, which European bands always have good energy. This stuff just automatically works well at festivals. You know, I picture all these European bands always just killing it in front of a hundred thousand people at like a German festival, and these guys definitely have that. Really good melodies throughout. Um, I would say that the vocals need, um, I guess, more dynamics is what I'm going to say. Uh, just it was pretty much that same tone throughout, but I also felt like they were telling a story from the little bit that I feel like I could understand. Uh, and so I, they were telling a story. So having more understandable vocals is nice, um, you know, with the same tone, but it, it kind of needed some dynamics, different patterns, you know, maybe some singing, definitely some singing and something like this. Uh, and maybe different like highs, lows, mids, you know, all that kind of stuff. But um, depends on what they're going for. But, you know, that would be my only complaint, really. Uh, the bridge could have used a little more synths. And I feel like the part at 315, uh, that's when the bridge really finally kicked in. Um, you probably could have gone straight into the part at 315 for the bridge. Uh, just to get those dynamics rolling in a lot quicker, you know, get people's attention straight to the good stuff. Then there's a really sick breakdown in the middle of the bridge, too, with really good electronics and uh, guitar leads. So just get to that stuff quicker, you know. <laughs> you want to keep people's attention. Um, and But overall, this band would really kill it at festivals. Good energy, good melodies. Um, overall, great. Uh, and great bands for the whole fe for the whole festival. For, I, I guess this is kind of a festival in it uh, for the whole episode. And appreciate you guys submitting. If if you're listening to this and you want your band to be on here, uh, again go to burnthisworld.com and uh, you'll see Lunchbox's email on there. Send him an email to get your band submitted. And again, we're here to just uh, experience music together and then think in depth about how we can all make our music better. I'm not saying I'm better at making music than anyone or whatever. I'm sure y'all could pick apart my music just as much, um, but we're all just here to get better and uh, have a good time doing it. And yeah, I appreciate everyone that's been on this episode. All these bands were really good, a lot of talent and a lot of potential. And so these once a week, at least that's my plan. And so <laughs> we're going to get to it. And really, thank you guys for being here and listening. And since you made it this far into the episode, I would really appreciate it if you left that five-star review and followed on whatever platform you're listening on. I appreciate you guys. We'll see you later. Peace.